Welcome to the Let Your Woo Woo Show podcast, where we discuss a wide range of topics from weird science to everyday miracles. We feature interesting people, places, and ideas. This podcast is about getting curious, educating ourselves, and celebrating all the wild, wonderful, and sometimes weird aspects of this world we share. The intent of the show is to open up our minds to new ideas in a fun and informative way, and ultimately help deepen our connection with ourselves, each other, and this world we interact with. If you like deep discussions and out-of-the-box topics, you are in the right place. Welcome. Hello, Let Your Woo Woo Show community. Today is the day where I'm going to spill the tea on my, I guess what you would call my spiritual awakening, although I believe that we have many levels to that. So much like everybody, uh, you know, my story is, uh, there's a thread, a theme that's going through my life. And I feel like we all have a common thread that goes through our lives, a common lesson that we're supposed to learn or a common mistake that we keep making, you know, just something that is, is, it's like the theme, it's the theme of our lives, exactly what I'm trying to say. (laughs) So for me, when it comes down to spirituality and religion, I didn't really know where I stood on that whole matter until my, um, really my early thirties, but my spiritual awakening happened in my late twenties. I was in a relationship that was extremely toxic at the very least. It was emotionally abusive. And in that relationship, I was definitely not my best self. I was in a lot of emotional pain. There was a lot of healing that I needed to do. And I didn't even realize it until basically I hit emotional rock bottom. That's the easiest way I can put it. So after being in the relationship for eight years and being through so much, um, you know, there, he was an addict, um, and he had anger issues. And I myself have my own issues of insecurity, which made me stay of, you know, really enjoying being the angel in the relationship. Like everybody's saying, oh my God, you must be so amazing to stay with him. And I honestly, I really got off on that. And so I was in this vicious cycle throughout the whole thing of, you know, almost being addicted to the pain. Well, when I decided to leave, it was, like I said, emotional rock bottom. I was done. It was, I I couldn't take anymore. I knew that that was not the life I wanted to live. I was so tired of it. And so I ended up leaving just before Valentine's day. And that evening I laid in bed. Actually, it was a couple, it was a couple days after I'd left, but I laid in bed and it was February 13th and my heart hurt so much. I remember my dad came in and I was just sobbing. I was sobbing. I, and it, looking back, it was so strange. It must've been so strange for my parents because they, they were there for the whole thing. They knew what had happened. Um, you know, they were kind enough to stay out of my business, but I, they must've been in so much pain watching me for so many years. They must've been so afraid for me. And my dad came in and here I was crying on the bed because 
I was 26 years old and the majority of my friends had, they were married, they had, were having children um, or they were in long-term relationships and moving in and what seemed to be at the time very stable relationships to me. And basically they had everything that I wanted and here I was starting all over. And it was really hard for me, even though I knew it was the right decision. So I was shedding the tears and I remember my dad came in and he just held me and he comforted me and it was so beautiful. And when he left, I lid down and I decided to pray. Now I've prayed before this point it seemed like prayer was my go-to for when times got really rough. It wasn't my daily practice. It wasn't something I even felt I needed to do. And it was weird to me. Now I had done it all my life up until my twenties because my mom had taught us to pray before bed. You know, um, now I lay me down to sleep. I praise the Lord, my soul to keep. If I shall die before I wake, I praise the Lord, my soul to take. And then I would say, God bless and I would go through the list of every one that I wanted to bless. And that for me was actually from, you know, I guess toddler right up into my twenties, that was more of a ritual to me than something I really believed in. It was almost like a superstition rather than believing in God. It was like, if I didn't do it, then the world would fall apart. That's how I felt. But then in my relationship, things just got so dark that that prayer kind of fell away. Before this night, there, were, there was an occasion where I prayed and it was at my friend's wedding and it was so beautiful. The both of them were truly meant to be together. I knew this. Um, I had been dropped off by my ex. He didn't want to go to the wedding. He... Um, it wasn't exactly the best drop off either as per usual. And I just went into the wedding thinking, what am I doing? And then I watched them get married and it was just so beautiful. And so I'd had a few drinks <laughs> and I went to the bathroom and not exactly sober. And in the bathroom stall, I prayed. I prayed for the strength to leave that relationship. Because I just knew that that wasn't for me. And so the next day I left for the first time. Unfortunately, I did go back. I went back out of jealousy. Um, and I think I went back for probably lasted for another nearly full year. But um, I was jealous because he started seeing somebody else. And that, that emotion, that low grade emotion caught me back in. Plus, of course, we had two cats, age old story. I had one cat, he had another cat. And at the time, um, it probably wasn't the healthiest situation for me because I was living with the one cat who had never lived without the other cat. He was the second one we had got. And so he was so depressed and he was living in the basement of my parents' house, as was I. And this was an unfinished basement. Um, I was living on an, essentially a cot, which was my own choice because I wanted to live with him. Um, and he couldn't be allowed upstairs due to many reasons. So I would go home every night and this cat would just be so upset. And he would crawl into the bed next to me and he wouldn't leave my side because he was so depressed. So that combined with thinking that my ex had moved on really quickly, which 
I know what you're thinking. That should have been a sign in itself. But like I said, the low grade emotion of jealousy just threw me back for another year. But my whole point in telling this is to say that prayer got me out once. So the next time I prayed was again, the night going back to that, the night that I was laying in bed after, you know, having the ball fest and my father comforting me and I laid down and I'm not sure what the prayer exactly was, but it was just, it was a prayer and it was just almost like, please help me. Like I, I'm feeling so much pain here. And all of a sudden, my whole body just fell into peace. It's almost like, I can only equate it to the pain was vacuumed out. And it's at that moment, the contrast between my heart space, my heart, the contrast between what I was feeling before that pain to now feeling the peace was so incredibly intense and so beautiful. And I really, before that moment, didn't know how much actual pain I had been in. And that's when everything happened. So my eyes, I guess, were closed. I can't really remember at that point, but they were, they, I did close them. And I felt like I, or I was sucked into almost this vortex. This is where it gets really woo-woo, everyone. I'm, I'm only, I can only speak my truth that this is what happened. Uh, I have heard of similar situations that have happened to other people. Like I, um, I know Eckhart Tolle describes it similarly, what happened to him. But um, yeah, it was almost like I was being pulled down into something and it really was being pulled. It didn't feel voluntary. And it was very scary for me. It wasn't this beautiful, profound thing. It, I was scared. And what I, looking back, what I think happened is that my ego was scared. And I thought that when I opened my eyes, I was going to see Jesus standing in the corner. That's honestly what I thought was going to happen. And I, of course, I scrambled my way, like in my mind, whatever happened in that vortex, whatever you want to call it, whatever happened, I scrambled my way to the surface in my brain. And I opened my eyes and there was, there was no Jesus, but I turned over and looked at the clock. And I will get to this, but the number on the clock said 113. And I knew absolutely deep within my heart that that was significant. So the next thing that happened was I simply, I simply went to sleep, but that night I had a few dreams. Um, one of the dreams was about my grandfather who is, um, or was, sorry, a very um, gentle man. And he was very lighthearted. He was always joking. He barely took anything seriously. Um, he was a loving grandfather. Um, yeah, so he was just the epitome of, I guess, what I wanted, or at least he was part of what I wanted in 
a male figure in my life. And then the next dream was about my first kiss, the first boy to really have a crush on me. Um, I was a bit too scared to have a crush back, but uh, we did go on one date and he ended up being with my, one of my best friends for years. And he truly was a gentle man. He was, is a sweet soul. And so then the third dream, which was the most profound, was I had this, I had this guardian angel. And the guardian angel was the worst guardian angel ever. And so I turned around and looked at God and said, this guardian angel sucked. Why did you give me such a crappy guardian angel? And God spoke to me and said, Stephanie, you've got it wrong. You're his angel. Wow. That, of course, was something I'll never forget that night. And for three full days, I felt peace like I've never felt it before. It was intense. It was beautiful. It was, yeah, it was just incredible. And that next morning, the first thing I did was Google, of course, as you will, as you would 113. And for any of you, some of you may already know this answer when you're listening, you might be like, oh yeah, I know what she's about to say. But for me, I, I was not familiar really with the Bible, although I'd had a few incidences where I guess um, my angels or the universe was trying to knock on my brain and say, Stephanie, pay attention. Like one time I was on a flight and it was, I think it was my second flight. And I, I had not been on an airplane until I was in my early twenties. Um, because I, when I was very, very young, my father flew a lot and I used to have nightmares that he would crash. So my mother kind of assumed that I would not enjoy flying. And so, um, she like, I avoided it and she kind of, um, I don't know, I, I don't really want to blame her, but it was something that she held me back from because of fear that I would get on a plane and I'd freak out and then what would happen? You know, I'm already there. So I get it. That's the kind of fear that a mother who, um, a mother who suffers from anxiety herself, that's the kind of thing that happens. She, you know, she really didn't want me to be hurt. So she helped me back from flying. So um, anyways, bottom line is when I was in my 20s, I went on a flight and the woman sitting next to me said to me before we took off, we got into this conversation. She asked me, are you saved? And I thought to myself, this had better not be a sign that something's going to happen on this damn flight. <laughs> and anyways, it turned out that this woman was uh, she was she was Egyptian and she was Christian and we had a great conversation. She was a beautiful soul, and she want, she had asked me for my address. Now I gave her my work address, and she sent me a Bible. And so I had I had like I've read the majority of that. Kind of flipping through, I certainly didn't read the whole thing, but I did 
flipped through from section to section and kind of took note of things that I thought were interesting. But I had no idea that 113 was the Corinthians love poem. And it says, if I speak in tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. After having or being in a relationship that was so destructive, that poem meant so much to me. And even though at the time I didn't realize the many layers of that poem, for me, it was a sign that I was making the right choice, that there was love waiting for me, that there was something better going to, there was something better that was going to come to me and that what I had been through was not love. And it was just, it was confirmation of that. So this is a story that I've told, um, I've told a few people now uh, throughout the years because that happened 12 years ago. So back in about 2008, 2009. And um, it was, it was just, it was an incredible, it was an incredible night that I will never forget. And I have had several little epiphanies since that, or little awakening moments since, but the biggest one com that was comparable to that was um, recently, it was in October of 2020. And I was doing a meditation with um, a Tony in a Tony Robbins event. For those of you that um, maybe are new to the podcast, or I'm not even sure if I've mentioned this much, but I actually have, uh, I, I completed Tony Robbins Mastery University. And I started that in 2020, completed it in 2021 during the pandemic. Um, and we were doing a meditation and what I've learned since is the more people that do a meditation, the more profound the effects. And so I 
was one of, I think it was 20,000 people. I'm not sure if all of them meditated. I'm not sure if all of them were successful in meditating, but about 20,000 of us were in the process of doing a meditation. And what happened was beautiful. I, um, it wasn't as, it wasn't, I I can't describe it as well as I could the one before because it was more of a feeling. And what happened was I went directly into my heart directly into my heart space. And I felt so much instant love, undescribable love for anything, everyone, just gratefulness to be on this planet, just connectedness with everybody. I knew that what people were saying about the fact that we are all one, I just... I deeply understood it. It was innate within me. And that feeling of love was, again, it lasted three full days. And it's almost indescribable to me. Um, And I wish that I felt it all the time. But even that taste of it just let me know that we are incredibly, incredibly magical, powerful beings that love is the true answer. And what kept coming to me was, heart is where the home is. Like we always say home is where the heart is. At least that's the saying I've seen written up on a lot of toll painting things. Um, But really what I knew to be true in that moment is heart is where the home is. We are meant to go home to our hearts. We are meant to feel through our hearts. When I was in that profound state, I everything was incredible to me, and yet everything I, I just understood. You know, it was it was almost like um, I can't even describe it. It was like this profound feeling, and I know I'm not the only one because again, this is something that I've heard um, from others as well who felt this after a meditation. It's like this feeling that um, I just knew all the answers without needing to know all the answers. The only answer I knew to be true was, again, we are love. Like we are beautiful, profound beings that that are meant to be living through our hearts. I, that's as good as I can get with that. Um, and I went back to the love poem because somehow I knew that this was connected. And when I went back through the love poem and I actually, for the first time, instead of taking it, um, kind of literally as it was written, I went and started to dissect the words And especially that first part, if I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. So especially that first, um, especially that first little uh, paragraph, that whole thing is about love, but it's not about romantic love. It's all about the profound 
love of God, love of the universe, love of spirit, whatever you want to say. This is non-denominational. I know that this came from the Bible. I believe it came from um, the New Testament. Um, it's Corinthians. Uh, but either way, I know it's from Christianity, but that's not it. It's it's about that profound love that is within us all. It's a human thing, but it's a human thing that connects us to the greater source out there. It's what connects us all to each other. It's what connects us to this, this planet. It is the underlying energy of everything. And that is love. I often talk about my default setting and I say my default setting is um, irritation or, uh, and I often name um, the parts of myself that I've been working on, the parts that I go back to that I'm not proud of as my default setting. However, what I know to be true is all of our actual default setting is, um, is 100% love. That is our actual default setting. And I apologize if you can hear background noise. I forgot to turn my phone off as I'm doing this um, because it was just impromptu. I actually, this is Tuesday and I'm supposed to post this tomorrow. And so I have been procrastinating this, this actual episode for months because honestly, this is the most vulnerable I have. Uh, this is the most vulnerable thing I've put out there. I've done many videos online. I've done many um, interviews. I've been speaking internationally for 18 years in my career. I've spoken in front of thousands of people, but this one, this one con piece of content is the piece of content that is the most raw and real for me, because this is something that I have held back for years talking about in public because it is so out there for me. Um, it is something that I have been getting used to in terms of connecting, not connecting with. I mean, I, I've made, I, I, I love this part of my journey, but the part of me that wants, the part of me that wants everybody to like me and the part of me that wants everybody to, um, you know, to, to, believe in me and wants um the part of me that doesn't want people to think I'm insane really um is why I've held back but honestly I don't want that to be a barrier for me and as I go through and and I coach others and I open up to this journey and I have these conversations with people um I see more and more that that there are so many people who are on a similar journey and I'm not the only one I'm not alone in this and, um, you know, it, I mean, I'm just so grateful that I've had these experiences really, because I wasn't the most open to it in the beginning, but little by little, these things have really shown me and proven to me that there is so much more to this world than we could ever grasp with our human minds. And that, or at least with where we are now, you know, when it comes down to it, um, do I believe in things like telepathy and um, prophecy? And do I believe in ghosts and 
all those beautiful things that I love to talk about on this podcast, you know, like our astrology and things like that. Yeah, I I do believe it because I want to believe it. I, I just think that, I just think that that's what makes this world so interesting. How boring would it be? If there were, if we understood everything, if, if there was nothing to learn, nothing new to discover, um, if we had the answers to everything, this world would be so boring. I love, for instance, things like tarot. So since the pandemic, um, since the, well, the original lockdown in 2020, in March of 2020, at least that's when it happened for me in Newfoundland, um, I have done a lot of new things. I've tried a lot of new things. I've done a lot of self-discovery. I've taken a lot of courses. As I said, I've completed Tony Robbins Master University. I got my life coaching certification. I just did so much um, because I had the time to finally do it and no real excuses. And each time I did it, I really got to know more and more about myself. And, and the tarot has been probably the most woo-woo thing that I've picked up. And for those of you um, maybe who are like myself, who are kind of questioning, well, what does God and tarot have to do with each other? Um, (laughs) It's one of those things I, I really, I don't have the answer to that. I just know that every time I seem to pull a card, it draws out of me something that either really feels aligned with what I need to do more healing on, or it is something that I've been maybe avoiding. And it's kind of like, knock, 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 Stephanie here, look at this. Um, Or it's just laying out all of my thoughts. And so I really don't have the answer to how tarot works or anything like that. I don't, you know, I don't know whether to say that it is, um, a psychology thing where maybe, you know, each in in the tarot, if you're familiar with it, there's every archetype within us. So we have many sides to us. It's just some archetypes in each person um, are stronger than others. Uh, You know, some of us are very nurturing and that's very strong within us, but each one of us is a nurturer. You know, some of us um, are very noble. We are, you know, more like the emperor or the empress and um, every, every one of us has a nobility within us. It's just what our, uh, you know, which one play we play with the most. But every one of us has every one of the archetypes. Every one of us is a fool sometimes, right? And so whether or not you want to say it's like an inkblot test from psychology, which is often how I describe it, especially on social media when um, the few times that I have mentioned that I love the tarot, um, because that's the easiest pill to swallow for most people. And it is also the easiest pill for me to swallow. And for me to, it's the, I guess, the easiest route for me to talk about it to people. So that again, they just don't think I'm <laughs> totally gone off the deep end. Um, because for me, all of these, like all the spirituality, all the things that I've been doing, the like, you know, uh, crystal work and Reiki and tarot, it is such a far cry from where I was 10 years ago, because 10 years ago, I was all in my head. Everything was rational. I had an answer. I had to have an answer for everything. Um, I was just 
yeah, it was just so much in my head. And those were the times as well where I was in achiever mode and I was 100% in the highest degree of anxiety. It is eventually what got me into feeling like I needed to take medication because I had had, um, I had been experiencing so much anxiety. I had um, been feeling overwhelming emotions and kept stuffing them down. I was not ready to face any of them. And I have had, I have so much mental health, um, mental illness in my family that I said, okay, well, now's the time, you know, it was finally, it was finally time for me to take medication. It was coming. Um, and you know what? I, I will say that the medication did help me. It helped me to um, have more clarity in my meditations, as in it helped me to really start meditating without the racing thoughts. And so I got really grounded in my meditation and then when the pandemic hit, I was able to take the time for me and I knew I could come off the medication. And that's what I did. Um, I weaned myself off. Uh, I did not necessarily do it with my doctor's permission, although I did do it the right way. I researched it. I did it little by little. Um, I'm just going to say, if you are listening to this podcast and you are on medication um, and you are thinking that maybe it's time to come off, I will say that for whatever reason you got on medication, for me, it was, it was the right time only because I believe that everything happens for a reason. And I don't like to look back with regret. So if you are feeling like maybe you are ready to come off the medication or whether you're wondering if medication is for you, all I can say is, is that that's such a personal decision that you need to make with, um, you need to like really do some deep dive questions with yourself. Uh, I would say, ask yourself, um, you know, what have you done besides medication only because it is really hard to come off of. So that tangent, all I'm trying to say is if you're on medication, you're thinking you're coming off, come off the right way because it is not easy on your body. It really is uh, one, one of the hardest things I've ever done. I have empathy for anybody who has to detox from any drug because it is, it's very difficult, but I'm so happy that I did because you know, during that time of being on medication, it was really hard for me. Yes, I could get um, clarity in my thoughts, but the feelings, it was hard for me to connect with my feelings because they really, the medication that I was taking was meant to suppress that, was meant to stop me from having all of that emotion. And so it was, it was a beautiful thing my first cry after coming off medication, although that may sound crazy to some because it certainly would have sounded crazy to me 10 years ago. It was an absolutely beautiful thing to finally be ready to face that emotion and to heal. I, I really am not, I'm really not sure. This podcast was just a rant. Um, I'm not sure where I had no script. I don't know where. I didn't know where it was going. I didn't know that it would lead me down this road, but I, I trust very much in the universe that this message is for somebody. And so to kind of clue everything up, going through, um, you know, what was for me my my awakening moments, and I'm I know that there's more to come. 
because I am not 100% fully in my heart all the time. I am not always, um, I am not always peaceful. Um, you know, I am not always feeling love for everyone. I, I know what's beautiful about what I went through is, is that now I know what true love is. So I can recognize so easily when I'm not in that. And when I'm not in that, it's when I am not giving people the benefit of the doubt. It's when I'm not looking at people um, as you know, when they hurt people or when people are being mean or angry, when I was in that state of love, I understood it, that hurt people hurt people. I just knew that. I knew that the only reason why they were hurting others is because they were hurting themselves. Um, I knew that deep down, every one of us has the ability to feel that profound love. Like I said, heart is where the home is. We all have the ability to come home. When we are not home is when we're judging ourselves, judging others, when we are, um, you know, feeling irritated, angry, when we are feeling um, despondent, when we are feeling alone. All of those low vibe emotions just mean, just are an indicator that we are not aligned with the being that we are innately, which is our real default setting, which is love. Because every one of us has within us a spiritual, we are all spiritual beings having a human experience. It's not the other way around. And, you know, I, I really, I, I had a hard time coming to that, or at least I had a hard time speaking that for a long time, even though I knew it to be true, um, because I really wanted the love of everybody for so long. I needed that out, outer validation from everybody, including those people who I used to align with so well, which were people who were um, very much lot only logical thinkers. They, the ones who are not necessarily connected to their heart, which is not a bad thing. Like I said, that it's just a state of being, but I was so aligned with that. I was so in my head and so afraid to lose that community and be seen as um, just too woo-woo for them, that it took me a long time to speak my truth, but I've been slowly letting it out. Um, over the past two years. And as the more I've been letting it out, the more I've realized that there is a group of people who um, are aligned with this message, who are, they, they love, they love to talk about these things. They feel these things. They know them to be true. Or even in the least that they're very curious about them. And they just know that love is the answer that there is no greater thing than love. We are all love, that we all have this inner being within us that is so much greater than we could ever fathom. And those are, they are my tribe. And I know that. And, but I welcome everybody. Uh, you know, when I say, when I say that though, I, I, I really want to say that we are all one. We are all a tribe. We are all connected. Whether we believe it or not, it is just truth. But there is definitely, um, there are definitely some people who we will align with more than others. And so 
in saying this, this has been my journey. This has been my my mission um, to just be curious. Be curious, to have faith, and to live in love um, as much as possible. And if that speaks to you, then I welcome you. I love you. I want to get to know you better. Um, I am looking for people who align with this message because the more of us that we are, I really truly believe each one wakes one. And so what I mean by that is each person who wakes up to the message of love, that, that profound divine message that that's what we all are deep down, each one that wakes up to that gives permission to those who feel like they need it to also align with that message. It helps to light a little spark in that person who's been waiting for the spark. And so that's why I really needed to get this message out there because I know that every one of us who speaks our truth helps another person to align with theirs. So that's it. That's this, um, you know, for the biweekly uh, Let Your Woo Woo Show podcast. That's the, this is the episode that I don't know if it's been much anticipated. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, you know, I would love to hear from some of you. I, I, I really don't know who's hearing these messages, who's listening. Um, but this is, this has been the, um, if not the much anticipated, it's definitely been the most procrastinated episode for me. And so I hope that it reaches who it was meant to reach because I do believe everything happens for a reason. And I believe that this message needs to get out there for a reason as well, even if it's just for my own healing. Um, but if it's if it's a message, message that spoke to you, please reach out to me. You can find me at Stephanie Russell Coach on Instagram. That's where I am. Um, and I will be happy to connect with you. Uh, Let Your Woo Woo Show also has its own Instagram, but you know, it's honestly, it's, it's one that um, I haven't had much time to develop, but you can also find me there. I love you all. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you've gotten this far with it, I really appreciate you. I love you. Have a great day. Well, that concludes this episode of the Let Your Woo Woo Show podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, rate, and don't forget to share to anyone you think would enjoy it. And remember, we are all a little woo woo. That's what makes you you. Much love to you all. Until next time. Thank you.